Welcome to the Unleash Your Blog podcast. I am your host, John Meese. And I'm your co-host, Danny Coleman. We are here to teach you all about how to turn your blog into an online business, even if you only have a few hours a week to spare. You'll be getting a behind-the-scenes look at what strategies are working right now for real-life bloggers, people just like you. I hope you're ready, because we are about to unleash your blog today. Welcome to episode 13 of the Unleash Your Blog podcast. Today we're gonna to be talking about the software and tools that every blogger needs to go pro. Then we're gonna be talking about when to buy what because we know you can't take on everything at one time. We're not trying to overwhelm you with technology or expense, we're trying to set you up for success. You can always find the show notes and the links that we'll talk about in today's episode at unleashyourblog.com slash 13. Now there is no sponsor today because we're already sharing a ton of resources with you guys in this episode. So let's go ahead and dig into it. All right. So we're not making a whole lot of money yet, John, you know, and of course we don't want to go broke. How do we kind of tiptoe into all the different things that we need without all of a sudden having a recurring bill for like a hundred or something dollars a month and we're not making any money yet? Yeah, so today we're going to talk about five core software that I think every pro blogger needs at some point. Now, you don't need all five of these on day one. You need them at some point. And so we'll, we'll kind of go through these in succession about when to introduce which software, which expense, because ideally, you don't want to actually, you don't want to be paying any more expenses for your business than you're actually making in revenue. That's the whole idea. So what we're talking about today is really brass tacks. It's very, it's definitely this like basic stuff. It's not stuff that you want to get later on. It's stuff that you should probably get as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at different levels. So definitely I would say the order we go through these in is actually probably the order you should get them. So don't get all five on day one, but I would say, yeah, within the first probably six months, you should have all five of these. Okay, set up cool. That's what I was looking for, a time frame. Six okay, months. cool. All right. So um, the first one we'll talk about is WordPress. Now, WordPress is actually free. It's open source. It's completely customizable. It powers about at least 20% of the internet right now. And it's a, it's a web platform that's really popular for blogging because it's what it's designed for. And so I recommend that first for many reasons. It's completely customizable. I think I touched on the fact that it's free. I mean, that's that's a big win right, right there. You know, it's open source. So whatever direction you want to take your blog later you actually have the opportunity now of setting up a foundation that you can build on top of. So you, right now it could just be like a very basic blog, but later you may want to come back and turn that into a really advanced membership site or to be able to host video and text and podcast on your, you know, WordPress makes it really easy to manage multiple mediums and just adapt as you need it. Okay. I'd have to say that probably one of the biggest reasons why maybe I, I know I was averse to WordPress at the beginning. I think other people too is uh, like the user interface. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that I've learned as I've kind of been getting into this is that you can kind of solve, you can kind of make it a little bit easier to use with good themes. Yeah. Um, so like, do you want to talk a little bit about that? I mean, it's like what kind of themes we should be looking at or should we be looking at themes right now? Because usually when I, when I open up Word or when I first got into WordPress, when I first looked at it, actually before I was getting into it for blogging, it was for mm -hmm. a company I worked for web, managing the website. It was scary. That backend looked scary. Yeah. You know, that's actually a good question. So just something I hadn't planned on bringing up, so this doesn't fit in the in the five, but I will say like, you know, I I did co-found a, a WordPress theme company called Notable Themes. So for those of you listening, if you don't know what a theme is, basically WordPress is the core software, the engine at the heart of what you do. But if we're using the analogy of WordPress as the engine, you know, let's just say that you really want to drive a minivan or a race car. 
Like the core difference between them, of course, there are some differences to the engine, some modifications, but the core difference is actually the frame that's been like the template that's been set on top of the engine to actually change the structure, how it works, what you use it for. And that's where a theme comes in. So a theme changes the design, the layout, and some of the functionality. And I would very much agree with you, Danny, that a lot of the complications most people experience with WordPress actually comes from whatever theme you're using. So there are a lot of free WordPress themes that you can search for in the WordPress depository, but I mean, you get what you pay for. They're usually really clunky. They're not updated very regularly and they don't have very many features. At NotableThemes.com, my WordPress theme company, we have a couple select themes that are specifically designed to make it incredibly easy to get started. Uh, and these different from the other software we're talking about, you know, the, these themes are like one-time expenses. A lot of this other stuff ends up being ongoing subscription software and that kind of stuff. But if you buy a theme, typically you, you, it's now yours, um, especially if you buy from notable themes, we actually give you lifetime updates. We don't charge you for those. And is that typical of most theme companies? Well, I will say most give you updates, but typically what they'll do is some combination of like, Hey, when you buy a theme, you get updates for six months or a year, and then you have to renew and mm-hmm. they'll have some kind of renewal rate, which is Sometimes it's the full rate. Like if it's a $200 theme, sometimes they'll say you pay $200 a year. Hmm. Sometimes they'll say it's a discount. It's so like the second year you might pay 100 or whatever. But we decided to take that completely differently with Notable Themes. So once you buy a WordPress theme, you get updates for life. Now our support and our, our technical like hands-on support is a separate Notable Care service. That That's what allows us to do that. But whenever we update the theme, once you own it, like you get updates. Okay, cool. So in yeah. summary, so WordPress is great because... It's open source, so it's it's also free. And I guess just kind of like an asterisk there, at least from my opinion, is get some type of good theme yeah. that allows you to change it easily without being frustrating. Oh, that, I think I think that's kind of a, I'm glad a big barrier for WordPress. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good point. So, and then one thing I will say though is, well, of course, software itself is free. You do have to host that somewhere. And a long time ago, that used to mean when you create a website, then basically you'd have a room with 12 different computer servers. And by that, I mean like physical giant blocks of computer hardware lined up against the wall, plugged into each other, plugged into, you know, endless power strips and cords. And like, that was your website. That's where you're, because your website has to exist. Like the actual files that tech on a technical level create the content on your website. They have to exist somewhere on the internet that's always connected. Right. So if it's in your house, basically, if you like accidentally unplug them, oh, your website no longer exists. Like, <laughs> just like that was the internet in the early days. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't realize. I mean, yeah. and, I, and I'm surprised every so I, I think maybe this is a good time for a PSA. Yeah. <laughs> the cloud is actually computers and servers somewhere. Yes, surprise. Just hidden away where you're not having to see them. <laughs> yes, and they're where they're always connected to the internet and they have multiple backups. And like when this first came out, it cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions to have, you know, for a larger website, especially to have the kind of infrastructure capable. So today, instead of having to go through that whole hassle, you can use a hosting company. And I think people take these for granted. They're like, oh man, I got to pay for like hosting. You're like, no, this is amazing service. Like they're literally allowing you to have a website on the internet by hosting your files for you. So you do need to have a hosting account. Do you recommend somebody? Yes, I recommend a small orange hosting. And we'll have a link in the show notes to, and as well as, I think they've given me a coupon code with a discount. So if you guys do check them out, we'll have a link in the show notes to them, a small orange hosting. But they also, um, one of the reasons why I like them is because they're, well, they're easy to use. I mean, mm-hmm. I like things that are easy to use. Yeah. I'm a fairly techie guy, but most of the people I work with don't want to have to mess with all of that. And so I try to focus on things that are just incredibly simple. So I like that. They have great customer support, but also their plans start really cheap. Their basic hosting plan, they call it the tiny plan, is like 30 bucks a year, not a month, 
So it's like the equivalent of like a couple dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Very affordable for what they offer. I mean, what we're talking about compared to having like rows of computer hard drives in your, you know, plugged in. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes. Now, one thing that you mentioned that I had not thought about, but I wanted to bring up was backups. Yeah. Um, how is that? Does that work with uh, a small orange? Does small orange do that for you? How do you make sure that your website, since it's yours, how mm-hmm. do you make sure it's backed up? Small Orange does have some basic backup functionality built in. Like they have a built-in installer that walks through setting mm-hmm. up WordPress and they have an option right there where they'll say, hey, like, you know, do backups X often. I will say though, like those backups are technically it's backed up, but like if you ever had to restore your website from those files, you would probably need to like hire a developer to just look, because it's really hard to interpret that mm-hmm. data because okay. it's just like a lump of data. So I actually use a, a WordPress plugin called Backup Buddy. And Backup Buddy syncs basically as one often as I want. Whenever I make a change to my website, it, it syncs the update to their cloud storage for an actual, like on a separate from my host. Uh-huh. So that if, for whatever reason, if my host suddenly goes down, I have a backup somewhere else. And if I wanted to restore my website from Backup Buddy, I can just click a button. So it's a lot easier. So I, I use Backup Buddy. But I mean, the core recommendation here we're talking about is WordPress. Right, yeah. And these are kind of some add-ons. I think with each one of these, actually, I'm sure as we go down, the, the software will talk about some add-ons that you yeah. can use to kind of take these to the next level. But the core software we're talking about right now that you need for your business, for your blog, to become an online business is WordPress. Cool. All right, cool. So what's what's the next one? Yeah, the next app that we're going to talk about today is Google Apps, or actually I should say G Suite because they recently rebranded, but Google's service for businesses, Google Apps for Work, also known as Google Apps for Business, now known as G Suite, is a really simple to use software package that Google's put together. It was originally designed for like enterprise companies and that kind of stuff, but the way they charge is actually per user. So if you have 500 people using Google Apps in your business, then it's pretty expensive, but if you have just one, it's just a few dollars a month. Okay, I think it's like if I remember correctly, it's five dollars a seat. Is that yeah, correct? five dollars a user per month is their current price. Okay, I'm hesitant to like say a number just because I don't know like when they change that or if they do, but that's what it is right now. Okay, that's yeah, I mean, and I can speak a lot to Google Apps for Business in terms yeah. of just being a great service. Or again, G Suite, they just changed their name. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my team uses it right now. We're a team of ten. When we first started using it, we were a team of five. It's great for scalability. It's easy to you know share things with other people or collaboratively work on things. Um, I mean, people send me like doc, sometimes I'll have members on my team, like send me a pages document, uh, which is terrible. Don't use pages if you have a Mac <laughs> and in even in WordPress docs. And I'm like, you know, we can, this is like, this is the 21st century. <laughs> we yeah. can work on this live together. And so I definitely recommend Google Apps for business, not just because of what you can do with it in terms of its robustness, but scalability. And it's mm-hmm. important to think about your business, your blog as a business now, Think about it, it when you have five people on your team. Yeah. So if you think to yourself, I mean, and it's five bucks, you know, so at yeah. least at the time of us recording this. Well, so definitely. definitely so if you're not familiar with the, with the software, basically what you get is the first thing you get when you when you set it up is you get a professional email address. And by that, I mean, your email address becomes, you know, hello at or whatever you want. It can be, you know, your name or, you know, it could be Danny at yourwebsite.com. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, my email address is hey at johnmeese.me. So you all know my email address now. You can email me and say hey. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey at johnmeese.me, every time I send someone an email, it's subtly saying, just subtly in that email address, I'm a professional expert. This is my website. You know, like that's what it's saying every time. So I'm emailing a friend, relative, colleague, you know, random person on the street, 
I don't really email random people on the street, but if I did, like, that's how they would, like, know. So it's a very professional email address, which is so much better than emailing people from your at Yahoo email address, at Gmail, at Comcast, or, God forbid, at AOL.com. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah and don't discount this. I mean, I think that something that's really important is is, is exactly what you hit on, which is I'm a professional. Mm-hmm. And when – at this point in time – if you don't have that, what you really are saying is I'm not quite a professional yeah. without having, I mean, a domain name costs almost nothing now. So yeah, definitely worth, worth the time, worth investment. Exactly. Well, and the other thing you get is you get their whole cloud software. So you get storage for your files, you get collaboration. So you can actually create Google Docs, Google Sheets. It's, it's basically the equivalent of like if you used to Microsoft Office, it's like everything in Microsoft Office but in the cloud, in Google. And you could edit it from any device. You can share it. You can collaborate with others. So even if it's just you right now working on this, it's good that you develop this habit because as Danny mentioned, as your company grows, I mean, if you're an online business, at some point, you may need a VA, an assistant. You may need a virtual assistant. I guess I should say what that stands for. <laughs> you, at, at some point, you may need an assistant. At some point, you may have a customer support team. Whatever you're building towards you want to establish the groundwork now so that it's very easy to add someone to your team rather than have to come back and recreate, you know, infrastructure and cloud systems later. Yeah. So, so in conclusion, yeah. it's an awesome tool. Definitely worth the, again, at the time of risk recording, $5 per seat. Yes, so. definitely. So, and it's actually important going into our next software we recommend, which is ConvertKit. And that's ConvertKit, we've heard us talk about it before. If you listen to the podcast, it's an email marketing solution. Um, your business growth is tied directly to the health of your email list. And if you are building your email list from a blog, ConvertKit is the best software to use, hands down. And actually, we'll be talking about that in depth in our next episode. But the long and short of it is you need to be using ConvertKit to grow your email list. Now, one of the first things you'll need when you set this up is your professional email address. ConvertKit actually won't let you send from things like, you know, Danny at AOL.com or things like that because spam, you'll get thrown in the spam. As soon as the spam filters see that you're sending a newsletter from like an at AOL or at Yahoo email address or even now at gmail.com, then they'll just throw you in spam because they because they, they can tell the email's not actually coming from Gmail. It's coming from a different software. So that's why it's important that you set up your professional email address. It, it makes it easier for you to actually email people. And one of the things I love about ConvertKit is the fact that it's the only list building software you need because it has all of the forms and landing pages built into it to actually grow your email list and allows you to send out emails, automated campaigns or broadcasts to, to actually serve your email list. So I like to say that ConvertKit is the best software for both growing and serving your email list in one package. Now, we've, we've talked about ConvertKit a little bit, little bit before, but what do you think are some of the key features or benefits that it has over some of the competition? Because there's some big names out there like mm-hmm. AWeber and especially MailChimp. Yeah. What are some of the key features that it has over those? Well, I don't want to go into that too, in too depth because that's the whole focus of our next episode. But I will say- Give us um, a taste. The taste is that <laughs> ConvertKit's incredibly easy to use. And um, I mean, I mentioned this before, but like that's 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 big. Like that is huge. And what we're talking about is that you don't have to become a tech wizard to use ConvertKit. It's incredibly easy to use. It's also built for bloggers by bloggers. So literally Nathan Berry, the guy who started it, he was a blogger who was making money from his blog by selling self-published books and courses. And then he built ConvertKit. And so he knows what bloggers need. Most of the other email marketing softwares out there, like Infusionsoft, Aweber, Entreport, MailChimp, whatever, they're not built for bloggers. Bloggers are an afterthought. They're built for e-commerce stores or massive corporations, or they're built for like physical product stores online, you know, like they're, they're built for a lot of different things. And then bloggers are just kind of an afterthought. With ConvertKit, it's like, no, they're, they're, 
built for bloggers. Okay, cool. So I will say that's one of the biggest benefits. And like, like I mentioned a minute ago, the fact that you can, they have resources for both building and serving your email list in one place. So awesome. that's, that's huge. So, so what I, re- what I really am liking about what we're covering so far. So mm-hmm. first we talk about WordPress, right? So this is a very basic thing. Yeah. You're building your platform on here. Uh, Google Ads for Business, right? This is the foundation for administratively getting yourself organized yep. and set up properly. ConvertKit email list, number one important thing you got. And this is like, a, this is a, a, a product or a tool that is specifically for that. So what are the other stuff we're going to get into? Well, before we get into those real quick, I will mention there's one free add-on I would recommend here. And it's, and I'll have a link to this in the show notes, but it's called List Goal. It's by a guy named Brian Harris from Video Fruit, And it's a free Chrome extension. So if you use Google Chrome, you install it. And basically what it does is it syncs with your ConvertKit account. Uh-huh. So every time you open a new tab, it says, here's how many new subscribers you got today. And it helps you, like, like it guides you through setting a goal for how many email subscribers you get each day. So every time you open a new tab, which research shows the average American opens 42 tabs a day. That's it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you and I are on the extreme end. But, um, <laughs> okay. So it reminds you every time you open a new tab exactly how many subscribers you need to get today and exactly how many you have. And it's actually completely free, but it's a great tool for just helping you actually use ConvertKit and grow your email list. So I'll just mention that's a free add-on and we'll include a link in the show notes. Okay, very cool. Cool. So on to your question of the next app would be CoSchedule. Now, I love CoSchedule very much. Only very closely after WordPress and ConvertKit, I would say. Like, I mean, like I'm a huge WordPress fanatic. People hear me talk about ConvertKit all the time. Big fan of their software. CoSchedule is a, is like really close. Like as far as like how much I am a fanboy of their organization. So, essentially, CoSchedule is a strategic planning calendar for all of your content. Now, what makes it different from just like Google Calendar or something like that is CoSchedule actually integrates with WordPress and it integrates with all your social media profiles. Oh. So from inside of CoSchedule, you can actually plan out blog posts, email campaigns, videos, podcasts, webinars, whatever content you're creating, and you can see how it all fits together. You can color code it. You can use you know different icons to kind of tag it to basically see how it all fits together. But you can also, I mean, you can actually write your blog posts directly from CoSchedule and it syncs with WordPress. You could actually write, like, or you could just leave, leave a few notes. You know, like, there's so many different options. And actually, they recently added an integration with both Google Docs and Evernote. So we mentioned before, if you're using G Suite, you have access to Google Docs, which is like their cloud-based writing platform. Well, you can just write your blog post in Google Docs, and then when you're in CoSchedule, you just click a button, and you link that Google Doc to WordPress, and it actually moves everything over to WordPress and reformats it for you. Wow. Yeah. That's so that, awesome. Yeah. So that when you, and then you can actually, like, from the back end of CoSchedule, you go, okay, you drag it around, you say, I want it to publish on this day, at this time, and you click Schedule. And that's it. And then it comes out on that time and that day. Like, I mean, it, it, and it's, it's, it's like your, this is, CoSchedule is like my, my strategic digital brain for everything online marketing. So actually, I have multiple co-schedule accounts that I work in for either clients or my own projects to manage like my blog or Notable Theme stuff or the Speaker Lab is a major client I'm working with right now. So all of those different pieces moving together are really helpful. And if it's just you, like that alone is very helpful. If you're working with others, you, it's also got basically a, a task manager functionality. So it's different from like, you know, Todoist or Asana, like some of these other task managers where you're, but it, in that it's specifically focused on content creation. So you can create a template that says, for example, whenever I add a new blog post to the calendar, make sure to add these, like activate this template so that, you know, these 10 tasks are created and assigned to such and such people. So it could say, make sure that Danny drafts the content and then Jennifer 
edits it for grammar and then joshua designs the image and puts it in there and then you know there's a lot of functionality there too wow okay i had no idea i mean i've heard you mention this before to me casually but i did not realize it was this robust yeah how does something like this compare to like buffer for instance so buffer for those of you that don't know is basically it's a it's an app in many different forms but it basically allows you to share social media content it's focused on just social media content so right like with predetermined schedules or whatever yeah so you add your you create a queue and buffer of saying like i want social media posts on Twitter and Facebook, for example, to go out at like 7 a.m., 11 a.m., and 3 p.m. And then what you do is every time you find something on the internet that you want to share, or if you want to share your own stuff, you just add it to Buffer, and then it shares it at the next time. And so you don't end up sending, sharing like five things all at once, which right. is like the old way to do things. So I used to use CoSchedule and Buffer, but CoSchedule actually recently added the same functionality as Buffer. Okay. So they actually have a Chrome extension. So the same thing. So now, this is kind of depends how much you want it all in one place. But what I love is the fact that you can manage all of your social media inside of CoSchedule. So you can do things like, for example, you can share your own posts in CoSchedule, and they'll actually remind you. Like, they'll say, hey, here's a list of your most popular content on your website that you haven't shared in a while. Click here if you want to share that. And you'll add it to your queue. And then it'll basically, you can you can pick what time you want to schedule that, or you can just say, uh, you know, share at, quote, best time. And they'll calculate that. They'll like user analytics to figure out what the best time is to share with your audience. And then they've recently added a couple different things. One of them is social templates. So for example, you could set up a template to say like every time I create a new blog post, create a social message to share on Twitter that says, new post, colon, here's the title, here's the link, check it out. And then it sends it. You know what I mean? So you mm-hmm. write that once and then it just fills in the information for each post. Very cool. So yeah. my other question would be, uh, what if someone is not like as into like their social media game, right? They're just, they're more or less just blogging right now. Yeah. Um, do you think this is still, this is, this is still a tool that you would recommend? Yeah. I think this is important as soon as you're ready to start getting strategic about what content you publish when. So the first few blog posts you write, you're just writing, like you're mm-hmm. just getting content on your website. Right. But then once you do things like going, once you go, okay, I want to launch my own services or my own products, or maybe I want to do an affiliate promotion, that kind of stuff. You got to figure out how it all fits together, right? Like you don't want to be writing about productivity on Tuesday and then trying to sell like a marketing course on Wednesday. Like it, it just confuses your audience. So this gives you a good way to look at it all at, in one place, yes. kind of over the, at, on a calendar. Yes. And okay. I will say they have multiple different payment options. Mm-hmm. So the basic version is just like the calendar for planning out stuff. And like, you know, you can write blog posts and stuff in it, but a lot of the other advanced like analytics and automation and all that kind of stuff that I mentioned, like some of that comes in later. So you could actually, like we mentioned before with G Suite, like this is a software that scales with you. Mm-hmm. It may start where you have the basic planning. You're just planning out your blog posts and your emails. And then later you add things like social media campaigns or, you know, podcasts and videos and blog posts and all that kind of stuff. It's just a great place to keep everything in one place. Oh, and if you do use something like Google Calendar, you can actually basically link this with Google Calendar so you can still see everything on your Google Calendar. You'll still actually go into CoSchedule to edit stuff, but you can have like a view version of it. I see. So you can actually just kind of pull up your phone and go like, oh yeah, when does that next blog post come out? You know, if you ever want to look at that stuff on the fly. Very cool. I'm, I'm definitely sold. Yeah. All right. So what's, so what's our last thing? So last one is slingshot. And I put this one here because I mean, it is last as far as these five go, but it's still one of the first five software that I would invest in with your online business. If it's a blog based online business, slingshot is a software designed to help you plan your entire launch strategy for any product in five seconds. So the way they do that is they have templates designed for different things. So you sign up for Slingshot and you go on and you say, okay, I'm ready to sell a online course or a nonfiction book that I've self-published or a coaching program or a physical product I want to sell on Kickstarter. And you click on one of those templates and they say, great, 
When do you want to launch it? You say, I want to launch it on January 1st. And they say, cool, here's your task list. And what they do then is they, they map out everything you have to do every day between now and then to make that launch a success, including exact templates for like what emails you should send when, what blog posts you should write when, that, and it's all based on stuff that works. So instead of having to go through and read thousands of blog posts and you know watch videos and listen to podcasts about successful launches, I mean, I've written blog posts about my successful launches, you could go through all of those and you could try to pick out the pieces that work and imitate it or you can just use Slingshot, where it does the hard work for you. Now you still need to tweak the template a little bit so it matches your audience, it matches your content, matches your voice, but the core of the work there is done. So every day when you show up in your 30 minutes a day that you're set aside to work on your business, and you sit down and you go, okay, I wanna get ready for this next product launch, you don't have to wonder what to do. You don't have to scratch your head and go, uh, what do I do next to get ready? I mean, this launch is coming up, I don't know what to do. Instead, you have a task list in front of you that says, okay, today you need to set up your sales platform. Like you need to set up your Stripe account so you can accept payment. And you need, or today you need to draft the landing page and send it to five friends to get a review. Or today you need to, you know, email five past clients to get testimonials for your coaching program. You know, that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. the it, every day it tells you what you need to do. And then when it actually comes to launch time, it tells you exactly when to open registration, close registration, all based on what date you select for basically launching the product. So, wow. So that sounds pretty good. I mean, especially in the mind of we keep talking about scaling up. Yes. This sounds like it'd be great to use with a virtual assistant down the road. They they already knows what you have been doing, right? If you've, oh, been, yeah. if you've been using Slingshot to do your product launches, then all you have to do is get a VA on there and say like, hey, you're responsible for these days or these types of tasks or something. Exactly. Yeah. Well, when I bought Slingshot, that was why I did it actually. And I will say Slingshot it was created by the same guy I mentioned earlier, Brian Harris from Video Fruit. And he created this in a 24-hour in-person product challenge where he knew he wanted to create this because he wished he had it before. So he actually hired a bunch of people. So he had about a dozen developers, designers, email marketers in a room for just under 24 hours. They were all there packed. And I actually came to like, just hang out. I wasn't part of the group. I just came to like hang out and they built this product. And so they started in the morning with just an idea on the wall. I was like, all right, we want something that lets you plan your product launch in five seconds. And then they were like, all right, developers, you go make this, designers, you go make this. And it was really cool to be part of, but I bought it on the spot as like one of the beta members because of that same reason what you just said, Danny, is I was working with a team and I was struggling trying to explain like to someone like, I mean, I'm in, I'm in the online marketing world all the time. So mm-hmm. I think in terms of launches and products and that kind of stuff, but I, I had someone on my team who was still very new to the world and was saying, okay, but like, what's an open close cart launch? Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Like registration ends, like it's closed. Like, why do we do that? Okay. Well, why are you sending so many emails? Like, you know, all these <laughs> questions. I just like, so I bought Slingshot so I could just have him go through it and literally just be like, oh, this is how it works. Okay. And that was really helpful for our conversations. But now they've actually continued to add more templates. So at first it was just launching like an online course. Mm -hmm. And now they're adding more templates for things like, like I mentioned, like self-published nonfiction books or coaching programs or Kickstarter projects so that you don't have to come up with a marketing plan from scratch. And it has a calendar view and everything so you can see it all in one place, somewhat similar to CoSchedule. But in this case, it's focused around your product launch. So this looks like it takes, I think probably the biggest thing in summary is it's going to take a lot of the brain work. When you're sitting down and you got half an hour, mm-hmm. it's hard to, th- to start it up 
But if you've got a list already there of what you need to do that day, you just do the work. That'd be that's awesome. Exactly. So that's why I like slingshot. So those are the five I'd recommend, and I would recommend investing in them in that order. You know, start with getting your WordPress website set up with a good host, like a small orange. Set up your Google Apps account, then get your ConvertKit account set up and start building your audience. And once you get more strategic about your content, use CoSchedule to actually plan out blog posts and all that good stuff, and then move into slingshot once you're ready to launch your first product. And they do have like MVP product launches too, like where the idea is like a minimum viable product, like the first time you're launching something and you've never launched something to your audience and you want to just do a small scale launch to test and see if it'll work right to see if your audience will actually buy anything so they have templates for that kind of stuff too so that's what i would recommend so these are the software and tools that every blogger needs to go pro sweet sounds sounds like a plan so thank you for listening to today's episode of the Unleash Your Blog podcast. You can go to unleashyourblog.com slash 13, that's the number or the word, to download a free action guide we put together, find the links to all the resources we mentioned in today's episode, and of course, get the show notes. Also, please subscribe. And next week, we'll be diving deeper into ConvertKit, as you heard us mention today, and comparing that to other email marketing software platforms and why it is better. Until then.